Duke's number four in the country after a wild weekend of top 10, I would say top six losses here in men's college basketball, a lot to cover. But does that mean Coach K should be the ACC Coach of the Year? A lot of debate has been going on about whether it should be him or a couple other coaches here in our conference. Let's talk about that today as well as some of your weekend matchups. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. So excited to be back with you guys in full swing back in Raleigh, North Carolina. If you did not, do not follow me on the social verse. You know or may not know that I was in Baltimore this weekend for hosting the CIAA tournament. Such an exciting time. Shout out to the Fayetteville State Broncos for their win in the men's side of things. And shout out to Lincoln University, their women catching the title for CIAA champions. It was a great opportunity, and I can't wait. To, you know, further talk about that on Locked on HBCU podcast. So if you didn't hear my preview interview, you can certainly hear my post-tournament interview with Darian Gray, Mouth of the South. That all goes down. So that's housekeeping. Now, we also have to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is simply where the game starts. Hope you all had a great weekend. You saw a lot of great basketball. You saw a lot of upsets. Basically, whoever was playing certainly was in the conversation to get a L. <laughs> they were a top six team in the first six team. This is the first time in AP poll history that all top six teams lost in the same weekend. And you would think, okay, that clearly slides number seven Duke up in the top of the conversation. They should be number one, right? Not so, not so fast. They ended up being number four in the AP polls, but the bigger question, the most pertinent issue going on right now, especially in the local Twitter world for here in North Carolina, is whether or not Coach K should be the ACC Coach of the Year. I'm sure J.J. Jackson has thoughts about that. If you've not been listening to Locked On Blue Devils podcast, you are doing yourself a disservice. Go ahead and touch that dial. But in other news, I'm certainly thinking that a team that's ranked number four, a team that's currently sitting atop of the ACC standings for men, a team that is the only ranked conference squad in the bunch. You might want to say, after all many years, after so many years of excellence, why not give to Coach K? Why is it even a debate? And yet, here we are having this debate on whether or not Coach K deserves the title. I personally feel like it's Coach D Forbes of Wake Forest, only because, let's be real, how many of you thought Wake Forest? Would be number five here in our conference. Yeah, not too many. <laughs> not too many. I certainly thought they were going to finish towards the bottom half of the conference. I knew that they would improve given how they did so well in his first season. And now that he got to pick more of his guys, he did so the transfer portal, portal. He's also coaching the possible ACC player of the year, Nalandez Williams. So a lot can be said about him and where, whether or not he is the coach of the year. However, semicolon comma coach k has done so much for not only our conference but for the game of basketball in general so i see why so many people are going hard in the paint trying to make sure that he gets the acc coach of the year title now do i think it's some a little bit of trolling sure i think people are just trying to be all let's shake the table absolutely but at the end of the day 
The man's good. I know it's hard for me to say at the end of the day. <laughs> I hate when he plays us because I know we're going to get some of the best Duke basketball you've seen. And likewise from Carolina, right? I think overall, though, you've got to tip your hat to where he's brought this program and where he's trying to finish it. You got number one recruiting class. The expectation is you're sitting atop of the standings, and that's certainly what they did. Let's talk about their game here on Saturday. The Blue Devils took down the Syracuse Orange 97-72. to the first time ever that Coach Beheim got dropped on by 20 by any Duke squad in their ever in the history of all of their matchups. We know Mike from Durham was not playing around when he went up there to the Carrier Dome, and he certainly delivered. It was a great overall game for Duke start to finish. Wendell Moore didn't have the best game possible, but it was the, the youth that truly stepped up. A.J. Griffin with 20 points. Paolo Boncaro had 21. But my personal favorite, on the Duke squad, Mark Williams had a staggering 28 points. And I think for Syracuse, the loss of Jesse Edwards certainly was something that played a factor in this matchup. It was hard to defend Mark, right? Not only did he have 28 points on the night, he had 12 rebounds, right? And he was able to just really get into that paint and capitalize on all of his moments. But as much grief as I also give Paolo Bencaro, because I don't think that he's always the star player of his team, credit where credit is due. Solid 21. And AJ having a more consistent shine here. And then I feel like, you know, overall, the bench help, eh, it was shaky. Not the greatest. Jeremy Roach having an off night. Joey Baker not doing much. But team got it done. Your star players became your star players stood out and were your star players. Exactly what you needed in a quote-unquote rivalry matchup that we saw here this past weekend. So shout out to Duke Blue Devils for getting it done. Currently sitting in a pretty position at number one, 15 and four on the conference uh, schedule, but just two games left. Telling you what, if Duke turns out to be number one here in the next week, or they play Carolina Saturday, if Duke can figure out how to get on top, man, oh freaking man. I am super excited to have this conversation about UNC versus Duke. I think this is going to be the game of all games, and I'm pumped to see whether or not the Tar Heels can step up to the plate. Armando Baycott, I'm looking at you, my friend. Speaking of Armando Baycott, man, did he have a game on Saturday. Wasn't even that close with his other fellow local rival, NC State. The score ended up being 84-74, but it wasn't even that. It was truly North Carolina controlling that matchup throughout. Baycott had 28 points and 18 boards for his 22nd double-double this season to lead the Tar Heels over NC State. And a lot of talk has been whether or not he should be ACC Player of the Year. Got a little bit of a headiness <laughs> off of Coach Forbes, who doesn't like advocating. But, man, if Hubert Davis, I want someone to advocate for me the way Hubert Davis advocated for Armando Baycott. He absolutely thinks that his player deserves to be ACC Player of the Year by sheer numbers. And while I don't disagree that the numbers are there, getting a double-double is great. I feel like when there's been a stiffer competition, he hasn't necessarily stepped up to the plate. Let's keep it a band. Let's keep it an actual band. And there's not another big to have a comparison to for in Carolina's inventory, if we're also being 100 about it, right? I don't necessarily feel like he's getting these stats because you know, he's he understand hmm, what's the word I'm looking for I'm trying to be nice 
I feel like if there was more competition at the <laughs> at the five, if he had, if his guards had other people to give it to, then I don't necessarily feel like we'd be having the same conversation. That's just my personal opinion. Don't buy my head off, but that's where we're at. Again, he had 28 points tonight. Brady Manic doing his thing per usual up with 16. Caleb Love with a strong 16 as well. A little bit of hold your breath there for Leaky Black. He only put out two points for the night, but had a bit of a tweak in his knee. Hopefully he can finish the season. He is a desperate need. When I say desperate, I mean there is no offense without Leaky Black. <laughs> Better yet, there's no good defense without Leaky Black. Okay? So he's going to have to figure out, hopefully get ice, you know, what is it? Rest, elevate, compression. What is it? Rest, ice, compression, elevate. You know your rice skills, throwing it back to your uh, athletic days. Cuff Johnson also had a great game with 16 points coming off the bench and standing out in a big way. My guy has just been waiting for his moment. And there it was. On the other side of things, though, you know, NC State, the usual, it's acknowledging that Manny Bates was a huge loss for the program. They don't have a deep bench, but Cam Hayes put up a strong 16, something you can feel good about. You can also feel good about Travion Smith, who put Travion Smith, who had 20 points. And then Mr. Steve Brown didn't have the best night that he usually has but still did well enough. So hanging your head out, talking a lot about the triangle here. But of course, as I mentioned, two really good games to start. We want to keep rolling, though, talk about some other games here. But first, if you have not yet, get into some of this betting action. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And if you do get in on the betting action, make sure you use Bet Online. It remains the number one spot for all your sports sports podcasts and news this season. And it's not just college basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to whatever you need, you got to hit up BetOnline.net. So we're rocking and rolling here, Locked On ACC Podcast. Don't know if I introduced myself. I am Candace Cooper. I cover this lovely podcast each and every day for up to 30 minutes a day. I got to work on that. Got to leave an intro because we always got new people. You just never know the vibe. If they're clicking on it for the first time, I want them to know where their home is and who they're rolling with. Talk about Miami and Virginia Tech. The Hokies pulling one out of here. Darius Maddox hit a go-ahead three-pointer with 12 seconds remaining. Keeve Aluma not his sixth double-double, and Virginia Tech scored the final five points of the game to stun the Miami Hurricanes. Now, I told y'all, the Hokies is feeling themselves. They're feeling good. They're knocking on the door. They're trying to say, okay, we might have had a slow start. We might have had a staggered middle, but we are trying to have a really good finish. This is not a team you want to see in any sort of tournament. Don't let them get no confidence because they absolutely can beat you. Aluma had 18 with Tour with his 10 points. And again, Maddox coming off the bench with 13 and Padula with 17. The Hokies meant business and they certainly delivered. You see a typical Miami team that gets into an unusual, well, a usual position where they have to keep battling. Didn't quite come out on top here, but you saw strong performances from Augusti and Wardenburg with 10 and 15, 15 and 10 respectfully. And then you saw Mr. Moore with his 12 and of course, Mr. Isaiah Wong with his 14 coming off the bench. Just quite wasn't enough to get it done. But again, like I said, those Virginia Tech Hokies not playing around. I won't spend too much time here, but we want to touch on the Clemson Tigers beating the Boston College Eagles. Chase Hunter scored 17 of his career high 23 points in the second half. And Al Amir Dawes 
hit four of his eight three-point shots to add 16 points off the bench as Clemson beat the Eagles 70-60 to on Saturday. Saw some good things from the Tigers. We know they're still without T.J. Hall, but as you know, Coach Keats from NC State mentioned when talking about Manny Bates, when your big is down and they're a key component of your team, is certainly is not necessary. It is certainly a struggle. Clemson was able to get it done, though. No tea, no shade, but you take that for what you want. Florida State coming out with a huge win against Virginia. Cleveland, Matthew Cleveland's buzzer beating three lifted the Seminoles over the Cavaliers, sixty-four to sixty-three. They, the Seminoles, beat the Cavaliers at home. So man, oh man, well, I guess away. They were at Virginia. There you go. And it was, of course, nail biting. This is what I feel like we're going to see in the ACC tournament. Two quality programs. Virginia, who's on a high, who absolutely needed this win to stay alive in that NCAA tournament hunt. Now they have to win the ACC tournament in order to get themselves an opportunity to dance in March. Notre Dame picked up a very easy win against Georgia Tech, 92-56. Dane Goodwin scored 15 points. Blake Wesley added 15 as the Fighting Irish rolled against the Yellow Jackets. No need to stay much there. That just is truly what it is. Then you had Wake Forest take on Louisville, another game that Wake Forest absolutely needed to deliver on and did. 99-277, thanks to Jake LaRavia's 23 points as Dallas Walton scored 22 and all five all five of Wake Forest starters reached double figures as the Demon Deacon scored 99-77 over the Cardinals. Sorry, I apologize for the delay in the response, but there was a bug on me. And if you're listening to this, I'm just, I can't function with bugs. So there's that. That's how we know springtime is coming. <laughs> this is real live, okay? When you're reading this back, no judgment. But here we are. <laughs> so that was all of the men's action that we saw. Again, really coming down to the wire here when it comes to some of these teams vying for chances to play. Keep dancing in March and other teams who are just trying to play. Spoiler, Duke currently sits atop 15-3 and three on the season. Apologies, I mentioned 15-4 and four at first, but it's 15-3. and three. Then you have Notre Dame at 14-4. and four. UNC is 13-5. and five. Miami is 12 and 6. Wake Forest is 12 and 7. UVA 11 and 8. Virginia Tech at 10 and 8. So those are the teams that, to me, have the best chances to make some noise in March. Should Virginia Tech and Virginia win the ACC tournament? Miami's going to need a lot of help. Wake Forest is going to need some help to get to dancing in March. I think they'll get in. Off the strength of what our conference is, I absolutely think that they will get some help. But so you know, that's where we're at. Duke sitting pretty on the men's side of things. Talk a little bit about the women, though. I think that that's also a very important component. But before I do that, let me go back because there's a game tonight. Excuse me. Make, make sure I get all my men's stuff out of the way. The men will play tonight at 7. You've got Syracuse and North Carolina. As I mentioned, North Carolina coming off a big win, okay, having to keep things going. They beat NC State and Syracuse having to come off of a loss against Duke. They're trying to find some confidence. They absolutely can play spoiler. They're playing at North Carolina, so in Chapel Hill. It'll be a good match. Bayheim and company get busy on the three. Can Leaky Black play tonight? That'll be a factor. Who's going to defend that three? Ooh, we. 
I wish I knew. I guess it's going to be another double-double night for Armando Baker. That's what I'm thinking. But you just never know with this group, honestly. You never know what you're going to get. Carolina absolutely need this win. Maybe. Do I think they get in either way? Probably. That's just the, that's just the nature of the quote-unquote NCAA college basketball bracketology vibe. I feel the energy going towards North Carolina off the strength of politics, but here we are. Now, let's talk about the women here. Can't wait. But first, this time of year, I know y'all have given up on that feel good, eat good. I'm doing a cleanse right now, so you already know I'm a little bit agitated, a little bit cranky, but that's all right because I got things together. I know at the end of the day, I'm trying to get right for the new year when it comes to the summertime fine. Got to make sure I'm together. And how do I do that? Because I eat Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Puffs are also a fan favorite that they are a protein-infused marshmallow. All Built Bars, though, even Puffs, are 100% covered in chocolate. Yes, 100% covered in real chocolate. Low-calorie, high-protein. You go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart, you'll be blown away. Mint, brownie, coconut, coconut, almond, and even a new flavor for this month here that we're ending in February, white chocolate cookies and cream. All delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It was delicious and it will be good for you. Go to build.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So we're wrapping up the show here, talking about some women's hoops. As I mentioned, we had some really good action on Sunday. Let's start with the game to me of the weekend, and that was NC State and Virginia Tech, the last but not least matchup, 68-66. I think we'll see these two again in the ACC Women's Basketball Tournament. The brackets are out. I'll go over that towards the end of the week before we start the tournament, which will happen, not the end of the week, excuse me, the beginning of this week, so probably tomorrow while you're playing. But I want to make sure that we get some of these uh, weekend matchups recap. 68-66, we had the Kunane-Kitley matchup. We saw that Kunane was making them girls get into foul trouble, okay? Kunane putting up 22 points on the night thanks to her and Miss Diamond Johnson, who I think is such a critical component of this basketball program and a future for, strong future for the Wolfpack because of her. We also saw Kayla Jones. Kayla Jones? Kayla Jones. I think it's Kayla, yes. We also saw Miss Kayla Jones with 12 on the night. Good for the Wolfpack. Kitley put up 18, as well as Shepard holding down 16 for the Hokies, but it just wasn't quite enough. These teams will meet again. Hopefully, though, it will be air on the side of the revenge for the Hokies, but you never know. I feel like the Wolfpack are on a mission, as they should be, because their team is just that good. Some other top 25 matchups to talk about. Louisville and Notre Dame. Good Lord. At one point of this game, it was like 45 to to three. I wanted to say two, but I'm going to give them three points. It was 45 to three for the Cardinals over the Fighting Irish. I just wanted them to fight back. It was terrible. So sorry for you. Hate it had to be you. Number 14, Notre Dame, only being able to put up like 15 points in the first half or the first quarter, second quarter. So I say yes, first half. There it is. I'm pretty. I thought it was just amazing to see how tough the Cardinals are and how much they are focused. That revenge matchup between NC State and and uh, Louisville may just happen, and it would be must-see television. Georgia Tech getting that nod, beating Wake Forest, getting back on track. The Yellow Jackets won 64-56. to 56. 
Florida State picking up a nice win, 57 to 52 over Pitt. Boston College having 91-75 win over Syracuse. And Duke in North Carolina decided to have a little matchup. It was 74-46. Duke not having the best year, but that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. Carol Austin era is, going, is being a little shaky. Then you saw Miami pick up a win, 76-40 over the Clemson Tigers. So all around some great basketball here. And we'll talk about the women who are gearing up again for the ACC first round tournament. It starts on Wednesday. You'll see the first round. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I'll get you all prepped and ready for those teams. And we should be good to go. So we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. As always, you get to hear me talk and rant for about 20, 20 minutes. And you come back for more because we'll have some more interviews. We'll get ready for draft. NFL drafts have some good interviews there. Locked and loaded for some really good players. I can't wait to surprise you with this week. So stick, stick around. Come back. Make sure you follow the Locked On ACC podcast wherever you get to listen to podcasts. And again, because the NFL draft is coming, you have got to make your second listen to the Locked On NFL draft podcast. Ryan, and Tra- Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Aaron Cro- Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. For Candace Cooper, hope you have a great rest of your day. Until next time.